Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And Lindor swinging 3-0 and and has a base hit. So Francisco gets his spring training off to a good start. We're back. So Francisco Lindor, big topic of conversation on this show. And for those that are longtime listeners, you know, I've done a make culpa on this. When he first came over, I had no problem with the deal. It was okay. I was not a big Ahmed Rosario fan. Uh, I liked Jimenez, but thought he was a component player. I didn't think they gave up very much in the deal at all to get Lindor. And at that time, they even got Carlos Carrasco, who, you know, I thought was a bit overrated, but was a useful piece. And he had an awful, you guys know, first, you know, half season in New York. They signed into the big contract before he even played a regular season game. I use the analogy that it's almost like going out for coffee and getting married. And I never was a fan of it. I thought they could have waited till the offseason. Something that they did with Edwin Diaz. Something that they did with Brandon Nemo. Something they're going to do with Pete Alonso. And they may have been able to save, you know, $100 million after the season he had. But, you know, it was a opportunity for Cohen to show the media, to show the fan base that things were different under his ownership. So he signs Lindor and, you know, you know, everybody felt he was overrated, frustratingly so, you know, comparisons to Bobby Bonilla and how bad he was his first year. You know, Carlos Beltran was was not great his first year. I mean, generally, guys who come over on free agent contracts have some sort of struggle early on. Mike Hampton had a couple of bad months when he first came over from the Astros in 2000. Uh, Mike Piazza, so on and so on and so forth. You guys know the story. But ironically, over the last couple of years, quietly, and I mean quietly, now it wasn't the 180 from one end of the spectrum to the other like Edwin Diaz has done in his career here. But Lindor has become quietly, when you put everything together, offense and defense, the intangibles, leadership, everything, has become maybe the best Met out there. Now, one of the things I was surprised, and I wrote about this at Beyond the Mic earlier in the winter, I was surprised when I brought up fan graphs and I said, all right, let's see how good Lindor has been in context of the rest of the of baseball since he joined the Mets in 2021. Let's just go back to 2021. And when you look at that, he's fifth in wins above replacement Better than a Jose Altuve, better than a Juan Soto, better than a Shohei Otani, better than Manny Machado, better than Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, you know, better than Xander Bogarts, and I could go on and on and on and on here, and I was shocked to see that. Now, Lindor is not a guy that is the best offensive player out of that group. He's not. I mean, it's 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 clear. But he's probably, if you go up and down and you go to fan graphs and you look at some of the uh, numbers, he's probably the most balanced player on the list. Uh, you know, more so than a Trey Turner. 
you know, way more than an Aaron Judge or even a you know a Mookie Betts and things like that. He's one of the top defensive players when you look at metrics on win shares. He's a great shortstop. He hits for power. You know, he's gotten his speed going again now with the new rules. Um, you know, he's got, you know, doesn't have the best arm, but he's accurate. He makes all the right plays. He's got a great attitude. He's not a dislikable guy. I mean, if you listen to him with Heyman and Sherman, he's actually comes across quite likable. And he takes a ton of accountability. And here's the crazy part. He plays every day. And he's had some injuries. He had it fractured the finger in 2022. Nobody knew about that. He missed one game. He had a, an elbow issue all of last year. He didn't miss a single game. He talks about posting up every day. And the more I looked at it, when I looked at the numbers, when I started to think about it, when I started to really put aside some of the early biases I had, I said, you know, this guy's really living up to his contract. And, you know, very rarely... And I, I, I fear that because he's very balanced in his overall production that the fans aren't really appreciating it. And sometimes they like to look at that stretch when he was bad. And there is a streakiness to Lindor's offensive game. I mean, make a mistake about it. I feel like you'll see him go through these valleys that all of a sudden he goes through the, the peaks and it washes away and he ends up where he's got to be. But I mean, even with Heyman and, Sh- and Sherman, you know, he talked about, because they asked him, you know, can you do, you know, like Acuna, you know, 70 stolen bases, and he laughed, he said, I can't, but he didn't discount 40-40. Now, I think 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases, I think the 40 stolen bases is achievable. The 40 home runs, in the course of him just not swinging for the fences, we'll see, but he certainly has displayed the high end of the power. I did not expect this kind of power. You know, really, coming off of COVID and seeing where he was right before the COVID season, and I said to him uh, on the show, I was like, you know, I think this is a good player. I think he's Jose Reyes with a little bit more power. And he is way better than that. You know, he is, you know, Reyes, for all his good arm, was never a focused defender. Uh, he certainly, Reyes wasn't a team leader. Yeah, Reyes could steal bases with the best in the league before his hamstrings started to hurt. Um, but he never had the power to be 30 for 30. He showed some power early you know, in his career when he hit 19 home runs that first year, but he never really achieved those power numbers uh, or even exceeded getting into the 20s or the 30s. You know, as he got older, his power didn't develop at all. Uh, so when you look at it, you know, you have a guy that is amongst those luminary names, the Judges and the Trey Turners and the Mookie Betzes and the Juan Sotos and the Manny Machados. And when I say, quite honestly... He's the most balanced when you look at it new statistically between offense and de- defensive value. He is. He's nearly 50-50 in terms of his his win shares on each side of the ball. Uh, he's a complete player. And then you talk about leadership, and sometimes that's an overused type of scenario. But here's a guy that plays every day, You know, invited uh, young kids to come work out with him in Port St. Lucie try to help them along the Beatties and the Vientoses of the world. He doesn't cause any trouble. He's really good with the media. I mean, whether you want to say he's phony or not, he knows how to interact with the media. I mean, he had Sherman and Heyman eating out of his hands. And I don't think he was, like, doing any kind of salesmanship here. I just think he was being himself. I mean, he smiles a lot. You know, I had a, a, a someone tell me a couple of years ago now in the spring, he's very vocal on the field. You know, he has a presence with him on the field, you know, when it comes down to it. You know, maybe he's not the best player on the team. Maybe he doesn't have the presence of a Pete Alonso. 
He certainly isn't a run creator like Pete and Brandon Nimmo. Uh, but when you start to look at where Lindor is now, three years into this Mets, you know, this is year number four of the Mets contract. So he's been here a while. It doesn't seem like it, but he's been here a while. Uh, he plays a premium position. He's a great defender. I mean, maybe he's not Dansby Swanson, and maybe as long as Swanson's in the league, he's not going to win a gold glove. But he's a great defender, and he should be in consideration for a gold glove. Uh, he has great range. You know, if anything, he was 100% correct when he said the shift was taking away his athleticism. He showed you he doesn't need the shift. I didn't see any kind of downgrade in up-the-middle defense with Lindor not being able to play completely behind the second-base bag. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. I didn't see it at all because he could cover a lot of ground. And now that he's into this fourth year of this deal, and he ain't going anywhere, because, you know, that's not an easy contract to move. He's embraced what the Mets are trying to do. No complaining about, you know, everybody talks about the step back and, you know, trading Verlander and Scherzer, which, by the way, with both those guys aching, not the worst thing in the world. Because think about where we, the Mets would be if those guys were on the roster right now. All the questions and all the Mets for clicks that we'll get into that be going on. You have to think that Fred Lindor is poised to take the next step and take the next step in his Mets career, uh, and, and his 40-40, that kind of thing. Can he, you know, with a healthy elbow, uh, you know, possibly get better defensively? Can he win that gold glove? Uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, not going to hit 300. He's going to be a 250, 260, 270 hitter. He's going to drive in 100 runs. Um, you know, he's going to get on base a decent amount of the time. I mean, his last two years... He's gotten down ballot votes for MVP. He won a silver slugger last year at shortstop. Now, he hasn't won a gold glove since 2019. He won a couple in Cleveland. Um, but, you know, some of that has to be with the presence of Swanson in the league. So I think the question is, at 29 years old, he's he's in the smack of his prime now. He's going to be 30 years old. He's going to be 30. When is his birthday here? Um, he's going to be, you know, he, he just turned 30. So he just turned 30 in November. So now you're in the smack, what is the smack middle of your prime. You're not the early prime. Can you get the best of Lindor? Now, even if he doesn't go 40-40 or the version you see from the last couple of years is the version you're going to get probably for the next three or four years. I mean, that's a damn good shortstop. That's a damn good player. And his numbers through his first nine years of his career match up very well with another guy you guys know, Derek Jeter, who's actually... On X, somebody had uh, had you know tweeted it out, and I'm trying to find it. 
Um, but I haven't been able to find it here. And, and you know, I'm not going to waste a hell of a lot of time here. But, um, you know, his numbers fare very well with with Derek Jeter. You know, which I'm not saying he's as good as Derek Jeter. I'm not getting into that debate tonight. But it's something to think about. So is 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 can Lindor do more? Is this the breakout year? From ages 30 to 34, we're going to see monster years from Lindor. And with that, you know, think about how good the Mets offense could be if you get the best version of Lindor possible at that top of that lineup. So that's one of my early takes, listening to Lindor, thinking about where the Mets are at. Um, you know, a guy that I think deserves the accolades I'm giving him right now with a praise, I should say. Because we were rough on him. I was rough on him. The fans were rough on him. And, you know, with Rosario not really getting anything more than a $1.5 million deal, being basically brought to Tampa as a utility player. Jimenez has been who I thought he was, a component player. You stole the guy. You really did. I know they threw a a, a raw prospect in the deal. I don't even know where Isaiah Green is now, what's going on with him. But you stole the guy. You had to pay a premium price on the contract. You did overpay a little bit. It is what it is. You don't know how things would have went if he went to free agency, but you overpaid for him. And, um, you know, now this marriage is turning into something interesting. It was a shotgun marriage, but it's turning out to be a little bit better than we could even thought. And I think more to come from Lador. He sounded happy and confident. And with a guy like that being happy and confident and comfortable and paid in his for his hometown team, you know, you can't ask for... For more than that. I mean, he's home now. This is his team. He's, you know, he's not, you know, like the end of Cleveland when he was trying to figure out how to get paid and where he would be. This is his team. When I say hometown team, then this is his team. And he's not going anywhere. And and the sky's the limit with somebody like that. So it'll be interesting to see how that all transpires. So, all right, let's take a quick break. Final segment coming up. Mets for Clicks, a big-time business model. You can't fall for it. It's going to be a tough, tough, tough year for Mets for Clicks for everybody. David Stearns is going to be hearing it. Uh, Steve Cohen's hearing it. There's a toxic portion of the fan base that's popping up and rearing its head. They're going to be much more loud and vocal. They're going to try to take your enjoyment away of the sport and baseball and the Mets. You can't let them do that. Mets for Clicks. That and more right after this.